1: Good morning and welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group and our toll-free number 800 to the website at allamericangold.com and uh, got Thanksgiving around the corner here. So we are closed Thursday and Friday. So allamericangold.com. Uh, you can order all of your needs all holiday season long, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So make sure you keep that in mind. As we get ready to enjoy uh, family and friends this holiday, I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We got one more show, uh, one more show tomorrow. Then uh, Patriot and the radio station will be closed Thursday and Friday. We will be back on Monday. And uh, if you leave a voicemail or what have you over the weekend, we'll get back to you. Uh, on Monday and, and Jason, uh, it's a, a, a quick short week here. Still a, a lot of activity brewing in the markets as well. The, the crypto carnage, uh, continues, uh, Bitcoin, uh, down to 15,000. Uh, Ethereum is, is getting ready to break a thousand as several more crypto exchanges warning about possibly having to file for bankruptcy. Uh, and possibly, at least the, the word today, is the unknown central bank buyer. And I don't think this will surprise uh, any of our listeners. It appears that China is the one that was buying all of the gold. If you remember, last quarter was an all-time record high quarter for central bank gold buying in a single quarter. Uh, 400 metric tons of gold bought by central banks. The problem was only a, only about 90 tons of that Got declared. In other words, central banks can buy gold, and and not have to tell that they did it. We know they did it. They don't necessarily have to tell they did it. And Jason, this was on the tune of about three. There's three hundred metric tons not accounted for uh, in this in this quarter for the year for the year. They've, they bought almost 700 metric tons for the year. And when, of course, we still had a whole quarter to go, that's the highest single yearly total going back all the way to 1967. And word today is that it appears that it was China doing the bulk of the buying.
2: You know, it kind of makes sense because, uh, you know, most of the most of the news we get, I, I always have a suspic- suspicious mind to it. But as the physical markets have been getting tighter and tighter, Joe, because uh, there's, there's, you know, for countries and central banks, there's ways of hiding the way you purchase these things. There's always a broker, right? There's a, you can always have a middleman so that nobody really knows where it's going. But as the supply gets a little tighter, Joe, it gets a little easier to figure out where this stuff is going, doesn't it? You know, it gets a little, it gets a little easier. So I think what you're what you're, you're reporting is probably very accurate. Somebody figured out, hey, you know, even though I sold it to this guy over there. That exact amount of gold ended up in China. And people, I think people are uh, keeping tabs on these orders a lot closer, Joe, and so you know China, China can't can't hide it as well as they probably did a couple years ago.
1: And and this is going to be a very interesting development here because this is something where this is on an unprinted unprecedented scale. Uh, you know, you think about uh, Nixon closing the gold window. Uh, and how much buying uh, was happening then when he closed the gold window because uh, Nixon closed the gold window because we were going to run out of gold. You know, people don't realize, and and I think on purpose, they don't want people to know their history, uh, but the United States had over 8,000 metric tons of gold uh, in their coffers after – World War Two, of course, obviously they took a lot of that from the citizenry. Uh, uh, you know, when they confiscated gold in 1933, uh, but but Jason, that all that, that number went all the way down to 8,000 metric tons, and and now uh, we're seeing that central bank buying is surpassing even that level. Uh, when we felt it necessary to have to close the gold window, and I'm just curious what these final numbers are going to look like. I mean, are we going to see central banks buying a thousand metric tons uh for the year in 2022 and what does that really mean uh going forward into 2023 and 2024 uh and beyond and of course the digital currency there's a lot of factors
2: at play here a lot of factors at play joe but what really boils down to it is obviously the physical ounces that are moving around right joe It's it's. That's what's gonna <laughs> I just I love I love talking when these, these countries or these central banks of these countries are, are buying this huge amount, but yet they constantly have been beating the drum for decades about how you shouldn't touch this stuff, right? Well, that and
1: let's face it, these are not the times that the central banks want to admit to because what these banks are saying, what these central banks are saying very simply is I rather own gold than your fiat currency. I rather own gold than dollars. And that's that's what's happening right now and of course China, Japan, they've been selling uh dollars like crazy and I think that's going to continue. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back right after the break. 800 951 592 Joe and Jason Patriot Radio News Hour on this Tuesday so it appears that the Chinese have been bulking up their gold holdings at a rate, uh, honestly, the world has never seen before. Uh, it'll be interesting, I think, if China is going to decide to officially make the announcement or not. Uh, but Jason, you brought up a good point. Uh, it was, it really wasn't too difficult. Uh, to figure it out because uh, the one thing that they couldn't hide was the amount of inflows uh, in gold coming into the country where it was pretty easy to, to say, oh, China just imported a record amount of, of gold into the country. Uh, looks like they must have been the ones doing all the buying.
2: Correct, Joe. Correct. Yeah, and like I said, there's ways to to hide anything that you're buying. You can you can you can change the avenues on how it gets there. But if if there's an order for so many tons that goes to a broker, and then that same amount of tons ends up in China, the guy that sold the gold knows where it ended up. You know, as long as as those 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 uh, numbers of gold ounces are being reported at at any length, uh, honestly. But but I think in the past, Joe, I think a lot of this stuff was probably hard to track. I think China's gold. Uh, uh, what, what, they, what they're what they sitting on is probably hard to, to, to determine because they try to keep everything very quiet. China's the, one of the last governments that actually try to hide what they're doing better than the other countries, Joe, that seem to uh, act like they're enemies, but they still uh, sort of do business, right? Listen, I,
1: I just want people to understand, what does this all mean? Why, you know, and I know a lot of you, well, why is it gold 3,000 or 4,000? It will be, don't worry. Because, again, uh, the same thing that, that's going on in silver and gold, they're the exact same. We have record demand. Record demand. And we'll get to silver here in a minute because silver, record demand this year. All-time record high. And that's saying something because we had some big years in silver uh, in the last 15, 20 years. Investment demand, record high. Central bank demand record high when we're talking physical demands or record high the only thing that isn't is the paper gold and silver etfs and again that has a lot to do with the paper price and think about who are the people that 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 buy these paper gold and silver etfs these are are people that are just simply saying well you know what uh I'm looking at the Fed raising rates, so that means stronger dollar. So that means I should sell my gold and silver ETFs. That's really all that trade is. And it makes sense. It's not a bad trade. It hasn't done great. Obviously, gold and silver are not getting hammered here. But you can understand the logic behind it. And here's what I think is interesting and why it is. Why are we seeing such demand this year? Because we... We have seen central banks buying gold in 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I mean, they've been they've been buying gold uh, for the better part of a decade and a half now. This isn't new, but why all of a sudden are we seeing record volumes? And it's a lot more than just China. I mean, think about. Uh, this year, we're going to be talking about somewhere around a thousand metric tons. Well, but, you know, maybe China's bought in 300 of it. You know, that's still 700 metric tons everywhere else. And I think the answer is pretty simple. We are going to see a couple of things happen in 2023 that are going to be very, very important. Number one, we're going to see the end of the rate hiking cycle. Now we don't know when that is, right? And Jason and I, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're more of, hey, it's gonna be springtime and maybe even, uh, early summer, uh, before that happens. Right now I think it's gonna be May. But it could be January. It could be March. I mean, I guess it, it could be July. But that cycle is coming to an end. That means ETF people start doing what? Well, they start buying paper gold and silver, right? Because that's the end of dollar strength. I think something else is going to happen. The end of quantitative tightening. And the funny part is you're like, "Well, man, we just started quantitative tightening and we're already struggling. I believe that is coming to an end. That is another huge sign of dollar weakness, more paper ETF gold and silver buying. And Jason, that doesn't count if we start lowering rates, and that doesn't factor in if we start quantitative easing again, because at least in recent memory, that's been the pattern.
2: That's right, Joe. You know... You're talking physical or uh, physical gold and silver versus paper gold and silver. I mean, I'm almost at the point where we should just have our own spot price. We should have the Patriot Trading spot price. We just take whatever the spot price is for the paper markets and just add 200 to gold and add 10 dollars of silver. And then when we like that would put silver at 31. Then if we sell silver at 29, then you're buying below spot Patriot Trading spot. You know, I, I'm at that point. When when is the physical market just going to bring up their own spot price? You know, gold at nineteen nineteen fifty. Wouldn't that be a more logical spot price, Joe, for buying and selling? You know, that that just seems more logical for where we're at, because because the the paper markets, like you say, Joe, it just it just manipulates the actual cost of what it is. Because obviously, with these premiums been up for since twenty twenty, they've lost they've lost track of of the uh, the paper price uh, long ago.
1: Well, and, and again, I think it points out things and and why I said. Uh, or earlier in in my little spiel here, I think the ETF paper ETF market is probably acting in a logical way as far as yep, okay, well you know they're they're not wrong, right? The, yep. We've been raising rates. I mean, we went from zero. To, and, we'll, we'll see where we finish here, but we, we went from zero to well over four percent. Let's call it four and a half percent, uh, in a, a nine month period. Uh, so I guess there's some logic behind it, but I think what we're seeing is all these central banks, they want to do two things. Number one, they want to get out of dollars. Why do they want to get out of dollars? Why are they wanting to get out of dollars so quickly? And I think because uh, the realities are they know these digital currencies are coming and these dollars and all that. Who knows what the value is going to be? Because we know the Federal Reserve note, the cash, that will go to zero. They'll obviously have accommodations for the Treasury markets and foreign currency reserves, but we don't know what that looks like. So they're in there buying gold. And then I think what they're saying is 2023 and 2024, the next two years, could be very very big years think about what I just said we stop raising rates we end quantitative easy or uh, quantitative tightening Very very possible I think it'll be done but I think they're you know this our central bank is they're not very smart very very possible that either in 2023 or more likely 2024, that the Fed tries to lower rates, and the Fed goes back to quantitative easing, not because they want to, but because the Treasury markets don't have enough liquidity to support all the debt that needs to be uh, refinanced, Jason.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, that that's exactly what's happening. The uh, we, we can look at recent history as, as to why gold will go up in that time frame under what Joe's saying, which is... Uh, 40% of all the money that's in circulation today was printed in 2020. So gold hit a record high in uh, early August of 2020. That's when the money printing was happening. So if they reverse this and they start throwing some money around, let's just say middle or late 2023, Joe, yeah, that, that's going to be the difference between uh, when I came on board, we were selling $20 gold pieces for 1300 1400 coming into 2020. We were selling for maybe 1500 Now we're selling for over $2,000. You know, That's 30%. Can you imagine if gold goes up 30% from where it's at now? It's just the spot price. That would be another $60, $600 on the spot. You'd look at 24, dollars $2,500 gold next year, Joe.
1: And I think they're going to use that number. I think they're going to use that number as these central banks are bulking up these reserves to to give uh, credence to their digital currencies. And I think this is what we're going to see. Uh, and, again, I, I, I don't want to uh, – I guess I want some people to understand the the fact of the matter is, because of these paper ETFs, uh, which kind of help with determine what the paper price of these metals are going to be, uh, the logic behind where the price is. Now, is it good logic? No. No. Right? Why are, are we raising rates because everything's so strong? No, we're raising rates because they printed too much money. Uh, and and then look at the demand side of things because the ETS would tell you that demand for gold and silver should be tanking, and it's the exact opposite. Matter of fact, not only is gold all time record high, silver on pace to hit record levels in 2022, driven by new highs for fis uh, for physical investment. New highs for industrial demand, jewelry, and silverware production. That's pretty much all of the silver, you know, categories outside of paper ETFs. Jason and they're saying all of them are going to be at record highs.
2: Wow! Well, there it is, Joe. I mean, <laughs> that's what you've been talking about this whole segment. That's that's it's where it's headed, Joe. This is this is the reality the reality that we live in, Joe. So it's. I, I see gold at three thousand next year is not being uh far-fetched at all Joe I could see it higher than that
1: yeah and and i I guess the 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 big caveat for all of this is be careful what you wish for uh, because I know a lot of people on and, and I fall into this I get frustrated sometimes uh, with with the because obviously, uh, when, when we're paying these these ridiculous premiums, and they're trying to tell us, uh, you know, spot silver's twenty one dollars. It's today. Uh, that that can be frustrating, uh, but I think what what the message really is is you better buy it now because come come next year your opportunities uh... to buy at lower prices are not going to be there because the physical demand is there the investment demand is in forms of etfs i think all the stars are aligning for massive flows into those etfs next year and into 2024 i think we're going to end up put it this way i think before 2023 ends we'll probably have record levels of stock in paper uh, gold and paper silver etfs to go with this record level demand uh for both of the metals as well and jason at to be, and I think some of these levels you're talking about are not only realistic, uh, they're more than likely. Can we see $2,500 to $3,000 gold? Absolutely. Uh, Silver prices. Are we going to see a run towards all-time record highs? Of course, that's, you know, you're talking fifty dollars an ounce and we're sitting here like I said just over 21 but to give you to an idea of demand one point two billion ounces of silver Jason that's 16% higher than the numbers in 2021 and if you know anything about industrial demand, when we know about, you know, this green energy and all this other nonsense, uh, industrial demand makes up more than 60% of all silver demand, and that number is only going to get bigger. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. Uh, Golden Silver are both higher today. Uh we we've had uh sales going on all week. They continue $20 gold pieces at 2095, uh cases of silver eagles at 19,000, rolls of silver eagles at 770, uh, dimes and quarters I don't know that we're going to be able to make the holiday weekend with the dimes in the quarters. Uh, premiums have shot up on these once again. Uh, but at least for today, uh, the dimes, because I want to make sure I get it right, it is dimes at 120 and the quarters at 240. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But today, that may be the final day on those two items uh, silver eagles right now, uh, unless there's, uh, some big move today to get silver's up pretty, pretty good today, back above $21, uh, $21.10 to the ounce. Uh, I'm hopeful that that will be able to remain through the weekend. Uh, and then on $20 gold pieces, I think the, the question will be, Whatever gold does tomorrow, if gold's higher tomorrow, then we probably got to go higher. But if gold can stay about where it's at, then hopefully
2: we can run that through the
1: weekend, Jason.
2: Right. And markets are open on Friday, Joe?
1: You know what? I don't know. Yeah. The gold and silver markets will absolutely be open. I will, if the, I don't know if the U.S. stock markets are going to be open, but obviously. You know, gold trades all over the world, so there there will be trading uh, on Friday, and 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 again, uh, if something crazy happens, obviously we'll be forced to uh,
2: adjust those prices. Uh, We'll just have to see how it goes. So, allamericangold.com. That's that'll be the important thing uh, Wednesday or Thursday and Friday into the weekend. Make sure to check the prices because you know. whatever special we may have going into that holiday, but you might be able to take advantage of a good uh, buying opportunity if the prices move up a little bit and Joe doesn't change the prices, right?
1: Yeah, you know what? That's always a good way of looking at it. And uh, let's face it, think about when I started here, the the gold buyers, you know, they were the weirdos in the family. That was your crazy uncle, right? Maybe, maybe that was, uh, you know, Oh yeah, my grandpa, you know, he's, you know, great depression type, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, or the guy, you know, and yeah, he lives, uh, out in the middle of nowhere and, and all these things and don't listen to anything he says and, you know, all that, you know, and I know a lot of you can relate to that, you know, the, the tinfoil helmet wearing, uh, individual. That's not the case anymore. And uh, you know it may be an opportunity uh, over the holidays to hey let me show you here let's jump on allamericangold.com right now and let's get you let's get you started in the in the gold and silver markets uh, things have changed a great deal uh, when it comes to how gold and silver is is looked at from where it was say back in two thousand three or two thousand and four.
2: That's correct, Joe. That's that's absolutely right. And uh, more and more people are starting to figure this out. I, I still think, I don't know, what percentage of Americans really even own gold uh, except for jewelry, one. Joe? It's, it's Probably still low. one. One percent. I think that's Maybe right. two. Maybe we're up to two. I think two percent. Yeah, yeah, there is, you know, you see the people going in and out of the pawn shops and buying and selling it, you know, and, and don't ever go to a pawn shop to sell your gold. Go to us to sell it. But... But uh, there seems to be a little more of a swell of people trying to figure it out, Joe. He said when t- times get a little lean, like they're getting right now, people start to figure out where value is.
1: Yeah, and again, uh, the treasury markets—things are not going well right now. Uh, we, you know, I probably give you a treasury market report maybe once a week about some bad auctions that we've been suffering through. Uh, but as the Federal Reserve is trying to sell their balance sheet, central banks are saying, you know what, we've already got too many dollars. But let's, we need to sell some. We need to get rid of some. We don't know when the United States may decide to uh, punish us, right? They, and let, Let's face it. Uh, we've used the dollar. We want people. We want you to have the dollar be the reserve currency. But then we want to punish you if you don't do what we say. And Jason, that's had some n- very negative connotations now. But the the treasury markets continue to suffer from liquidity problems, and they're starting to say that the the more likely scenario is that quantitative tightening is going to have to end much sooner than people actually anticipated because the central bank well let's just face it there's just not enough buyers
2: no no i, I don't know who would want to buy this stuff right now Joe. i mean i know the interest rates are going up i guess that helps it does it a little bit but but you know, if there's too many too many sellers not enough buyers i mean the, the I mean, are we going to see a place where the Fed just doubles their balance sheet in the next few years, Joe? Are we going to see 18 trillion? Well, we are.
1: They just did. Well, they did already, right? How many times have they doubled their balance sheet now? Uh, it, it, it's pretty amazing. You know, they they had a, a 700 billion dollar balance sheet. Then it went to to, to over four trillion. Uh, then they they did their their supposed quantitative tightening the last time. And they were supposed to get down to 2.8 trillion. Uh, instead, Jason, they ended up at nine trillion. Instead of being 2.8 trillion, they ended up at nine.
2: Correct, correct, and it happened very fast, didn't it? <laughs> that was fast, Man,
1: so fast, so fast. And 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 I think the the biggest takeaway out of out of all of this is, is the fact that. There doesn't seem like there's a good end here. I wish there was. You know, we, we've collected record levels of taxes. And yet we're still, think about this. They celebrated a $1.4 trillion budget deficit last year. They celebrated that. Look how great we are. $1.4 trillion. And, of course, now they have no hope of repeating that. Right. I, I, we're going to see a, a budget deficit north of two trillion dollars again this year. Uh, and, Jason, the, the, the problem is now all of a sudden, you know, there's really think about. Forget about the 10 year note right now. The 10 year note is below four uh, percent and actually has gotten below the Fed's funds rate. I didn't even know that was possible. Uh, but it, but it's actually done that, and, and you know what's e- even more amazing is now the spread between a two-year note and a ten-year note is at a new all-time record high, and that's not a good thing. We'll talk about that next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. We're talking gold demand. We're talking silver demand. By the way, you know, on silver, really quickly, uh, India has emerged as a major silver player. Now, of course, India very well known for their gold, uh, but. Uh, Silver now becoming uh, one of the fastest-growing imports in India as well. So, again, more fresh consumption coming into the gold and silver markets. But we're talking about treasuries. And this is really going to be critical uh, because most people that actually understand uh, the treasury markets and what the Federal Reserve has been doing, everybody really knows. It's impossible. What the Fed says it can do versus what it can actually do, uh, it's two different things. And and, uh, the fact that they're sitting there trying to convince people that they can somehow shrink these balance sheets uh, is really just nothing more than uh, really good, I guess, PR. It sounds good on the television, right? Because they don't want uh, the American public, the generally dumb public, to know what, what they're really up to. I mean, think about how long they denied that they were even looking at a digital currency uh, making comments like, "Oh, you know, th- th- that's ridiculous. We we would we, we were we would never do something like that." And of course, we find out later. Not only uh were they were they researching it, we now know. Hey, this has been the plan all along. Uh, and so, when we look at the the bond market right now, the ten-year note. Right this second, is at three percent Here's the problem, the Fed's funds rate is th- between 3.75 and 4%. If you go to the Fed's website right now, it will tell you that the Fed's funds rate is 3.83 right now which means the ten-year note is actually trading below the feds funds rate on top of that though so that's already a bad sign right that 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 just is wall street's way the bot, well, not even the bond markets way of saying this is the most hated wall street rally of all time right this is this is, this is a rally based upon, well let's call it what it is. Based upon, based upon complete nonsense. Uh, this, this is, this is what the bond market thinks is going to happen. They think there's major pain coming in 2023. But then you look at the two-year note. The two-year note is above four and a half percent. It's more than 75 basis points higher than the 10-year note. And, of course, we call that inversion, yield curve inversion. And, Jason, this is the largest yield curve inversion that the bond market has ever seen. And, again, that's, a, that's not a good thing.
2: Yeah, let me stress what Joe said. I was gonna actually. I was actually one of the things I was gonna try to bring on the air yesterday. Was because uh, it's becoming very. Uh, it's just a huge thing sitting there, right? Inversion of the yield curve always shows up before market crashes. Not every single time. I guess you shouldn't say always. It, it happens almost every time. This is the biggest one ever. Joe. Joe said it kind of. Joe usually has the emphasis. He usually usually scream it out. This is the biggest ever. The biggest yield curve inversion ever. That's the, I mean, Joe, we keep talking about possibly the biggest depression or the double depression. I think the biggest yield curve might be an indicator of the biggest, you know, market stress we have ever seen. I, I still wonder if we've seen the the highs in the S and P and the Dow and the Nasdaq for 20 years. I'm, I'm wondering if we're in a, a third phase since the 1900s of, of having 25 to 30 years before the uh, the Dow makes it back to its all time highs. Joe, we may be starting uh, starting into that.
1: I'll just say this. The signals are clear. Get your gold and silver put away. Period. Right now. There's not a better time. Uh, the bottom is in. You didn't catch the dead bottom. So what? Uh, pretty close. Pretty close. Right? Right? Uh, $20 gold at $2,095. Uh, I can't wait for the show next Thanksgiving because uh, we'll probably be, my guess is, uh, Jason, we're, we're going to see a number uh, that I hate to say it with premiums and everything else. I mean, you could see a number a $1,000 higher than than what we're seeing right now.
2: Yeah, the only thing that would stop that from happening is is a lot of monkeying around to slow things down. It's an inevitable situation. It's going to happen. It's not not an if. It's a when. I think it will happen by next year, Joe. It's Just the way it's looking, if they back out of this uh, rate hike cycle, I think February is the last time they hike the rates, and I think it just blows up. Then, yeah, I think Thanksgiving next year you could see record high gold prices. We could be selling gold for the the most that Patriots ever sold gold for uh, next Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's unfortunately uh, the the scenario that I think we're going to be in uh, is is new record high pricing all over the board. It just makes sense because, and again, you watch the bond market; that kind of makes sense. Uh, we talked about why it is that the the paper price uh, isn't reflecting. Uh, and 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 you can whether it makes sense or not, you can say okay. I, I guess I can see the logic in that, but the the logic in that, all of that logic's coming to an end. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason wrapping up this Tuesday. We've got one more show uh, before we close for the Thanksgiving holiday. Keep your eyes on AllAmericanGold.com. Uh, we got gold up here about five bucks now. Seventeen forty five. Silver's up uh, twenty cents here. Twenty one dollars and twenty cents. Uh, the Dow, the most hated rally in history, uh, the Dow is up over 200 points. And right now, if the two and ten year spread finishes where it is, it will be the most deeply inverted treasury spread going all the way back to Paul Volcker. When the Fed funds rate was 19%, Jason, this just tells you the amount of stress that there really is. Because this is how it works, isn't it? Look at uh, the Bitcoin disaster. And I, and I say Bitcoin, it wasn't Bitcoin, whatever, FTX. Everything was great, right? Right up until it wasn't. And this is the same thing that's happening in the equities right now. They they want you to think everything's great, but underneath it, the important part says something is terribly wrong here, and they're saying it's so wrong it is the the biggest inversion. Going back to Paul Volcker, Jason, yeah. it's insane. Well, you know, it's you know what? Insane.
2: Do you know what I think we may see next year, Joe? We may see a complete, just like an inversion in the yield curve. We may see an inversion in Fed policy, m- meaning this: you hike the rates, and then when things get t- you know too tight, they lower the rates and print. I'm wondering if we're actually going to see something different next year that we haven't really seen, which is, hey, uh, they think they've got a hold on the on the inflation, they lower the rates and start printing. And then the inflation starts flaring up so bad that they reverse policy back to hiking rates. Let's just say Fed funds rate's five percent, they get it down to four percent, and the inflation takes off, and then they reverse back to tightening. I, I wonder if that will be happening next year, Joe. Yeah, and and a huge about face
1: in Fed policy. Uh I, I don't know. Uh, that that's I would say this. That is a more likely scenario than the, the Fed finding any type of soft landing or, or any type of, of, hey, we just had a, I guess we'll call it a mild recession. Uh, I don't think those scenarios are likely at all. Uh, so you, you could be right, Jason, the most likely scenario Uh, May actually be the central bank saying, holy smokes, it's so bad that we've actually, despite inflation and everything else, uh, not only do we got to stop raising rates, heck, we actually got to start lowering rates. Uh, That would be uh, a, well, I guess if you want it, and that's not good. Listen, I don't want that to be the case, because that will be horrible would that be uh record high gold and silver prices absolutely uh do i want to see it absolutely not jason